You're listening to Who Wears the Pants. This is Mike. I'm Chris. Chris, what do we talk about on this bullshit show? We talk about relationships. Like love. Sex. Butt stuff. Rock and roll. Anal. All of it. Beads. Yeah. Wieners. Yeah. Love. (laughs) Death. Family. (laughs) Kids. Friends. We talk about all of it, all relationships, whether it is a paternal relationship or an intimate relationship or a friendship. Ah, oh, you fucking whore. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Nothing happened. And before anybody gets all butthurt about it, my wife and I have already had this conversation ad nauseum. See, because when I do stupid stuff, like go to a, a brothel, I tell my wife about it. Yeah. So I do, I do the same thing. And then I get fucking reamed. And then I hear about it for the rest of my life. Mm. Yeah, there's a bottle opener built into that. Thing. I know. It's amazing. So, Chris, I can't call it a castle. I have to call it the brown tower. Okay. But it's a brown tower because there's no there's no entry point, right? No. It's just, it's arrow slits and not even arrow slits, very narrow windows in, in the brown brick. There's, these are arrow slits, though. You no, know, those are called battlements. I actually got in trouble with a teacher I had in, in high school who had a club foot. She had two different size feet. One was a six and one was a nine and a half. And she referred to the battlement as being a place where they, you know, were like a pike or a sword. And I was like, no, that's that's not correct. Yeah, it's the crenellation at the top. Yeah. yeah, for, you know, exactly. Yeah. she's. Stupid but that's bitch. not a slit, Chris. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You should know. You have, you have three kids, man. You should know exactly what a slit is. <laughs> well, I found it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> three times. Yeah, well, you're drunk. So, yeah. No, where were we? We were talking about how... Yeah, no. So, we started the episode <laughs> off on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So, so that we could tell stories. Okay. Okay. So, I I went this past weekend, mm-hmm. and, and I was going to do the audio editing, start working on it today before I came to see you. But I'm pretty confident that I need to buy a new computer and have one of my computer-minded friends get my hard drive off the old thing and get the data transferred. Okay. Which I think I might go to Micro Center as soon as tomorrow and buy a new laptop, assuming they're available. Any which way. They are. Um, I, uh, I went to Gen Con, to the Geneva Convention mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, uh, downtown Indy. Uh, for the for because they didn't do it last year, it yeah, basically yeah, got held of the over, pandemic. and uh, because of the COVID Delta blah blah blah, they ended up moving weekends. So it was the same weekend as another big event out in Indianapolis called Keep on the Borderlands, which was a huge full scale LARP event, live action role playing. Yeah, which normally draws around nine hundred people. Holy shit. Right? Yeah, and so which is probably how many people normally go to Gen Con? Few seventy seventy thousand. What the fuck? Yeah, so seventy thousand overall is the available number of tickets. Now most of those are going to be four day passes, and so what they're going to say is that seventy thousand people, you know, times four, but then that not all seventy thousand people are four days. Or right, exactly, exactly, exactly. But Keep is usually 900 people camping in the woods and doing battle games and quests and all sorts doing of battle. Cool, cool shit all weekend. So I bounced between the two. And I had amazing, amazing adventures that really made me reflect on the kinds of relationships that you have and how those relationships get presented. One of which was I hung out with a good friend of mine. 
and his new special lady friend, if I can quote the dude. And it was amazing to me because he and I are more close, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a it's a close friendship. You know, we've had good, strong, intimate, open conversation. So I'm closer to him on some level than I am with a lot of people. And I met his special lady friend, and dude, we're the same fucking person. Isn't that disgusting? It's bizarre. Like, we talked about our love of Taylor Swift, our love of early Madonna, our shitty childhoods, and I'm not going to use their names because I didn't get their permission, but through the course of my two encounters with this woman and seeing them together, it was astounding to me how similar we were. He should have been fucking you. Well, all along. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I can't, I mean, I'm not into that. Not, I'm not judging that. It's just not, I have, I have a very specific, I mean, like I, I, I can look at my dream and work backwards, right? Like I can okay. look at my ideal person and work backwards and, um, and a, and a wiener and, and no boobies is the very far down on my list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. And Futinari is not my thing either, Brent. So don't send me any more Fuda stuff. So I am actually very similar to one of Tara's closest friends. And Tara even said one day, she's like, you're the same person. Oh, you mean because you're both so hot? No. No. Uh, Her friend is a crazy person that's very dry and jokes inappropriate. And we eat the same foods. And it's. What do you get when you go to Breadco or if you're anywhere outside of St. Louis, Panera? Uh, okay. Same order, like that sort of stuff. And it's like that with a lot. And she's like, yeah, you guys are the same you're person. You're both very fit. Yeah, well, yeah, she, you, she's a gymnast. Yeah, you're both, you are both, you know, I'm, I'm, you are both physically, aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Yeah, totally cute, am I? Um, am I? Yes, totally cute, am I? Oh, totally cute. Am I? Okay. Yes. I thought you were using some no. weird no, no, new, no, no, kid, no. new kids. Like goes, I'm so proud that I fit into your shirt. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that you probably swim in this thing, but the fact that I'm wearing it. No, I don't swim in it at all. Wow. It, so I'm longer than you are. You are. Uh, so there's, there's that. Like I've got these gorilla arms and stuff like right. that. Um, so yeah, I definitely don't swim in that. I think you're just a little bit bigger in the stomach region than I am, but yeah, that's not sure. by much. Yeah, uh, your shoulders really aren't much more broad than right. mine. Um, so yeah, we're. If you were thirty years old, we'd probably have a very very similar build. No, if I was thirty years old, I'd be super fat. Oh yeah, not super, by but choice? fatter. I was much. I mean, I'm thinner. I'm in better shape now than I've been. What's well, because you give a shit now? And, yeah, I do. And you worked at a fucking comic book store yeah. with the, you know, there. Was, oh, and I and I was drunk for twenty years, right? And, well, and that I mean, there extra was no, calories are crazy. It was. Have you ever noticed that when you're not where you're supposed to be, you're sad, but you don't know why? Mm-hmm. Like when you're at this point. So like, I loved working in a comic book shop. I absolutely loved it. I was never sad working there. But getting into the car business, sad all the time. I, I fucking hate it. It's like the ultimate compromise of your own being. And I, do, I don't care for it. Mm. I'm good at it because I've done sales for my entire adult life. But it sucks. You know what I mean? So I'm really, really, really excited to, like, I, I launched, I did a soft launch on my store this past week. And uh, 
a couple, one of my buddies from work ordered something from me and shit like that, like sweet stuff. And they're like, I hope this goes well for you. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to order from you and not from Harry's from now on. Well, you know, it, it, I want Stop you to it. try it. I want you to try it first. So I'm going to give you one. It's on its way here. I actually ordered it like a week ago. Um, it's on its way here. And then after you try it, it cost me a penny, by the way. So all right, all right, uh, all right. But I'll send you home with some blades and stuff. And if you like it, then yes, by all means, order. I would be absolutely flattered. Other than that, meh. That's okay. If if you want to stick with the Harry shit, no, you support your friends. You do, you do. You do. But but if I don't have what you want, like I fill a I fill a niche, and if I if I don't feel fill your niche. I'm I'm so old. It's pronounced niche. It is niche, um, but yeah. If I don't fill your niche, then it's not worth it. Yeah, that's not fair to you, and that's me being an understanding. Friend. No, however, me not giving it a shot would be, I think, a shitty friend. Yeah, but I'm gonna give you the shot for free. Well, you're you're too kind. You are too kind. Well, I, so I had to, and here's why. Um, one, you are officially an influencer. You are a person of influence. So, oh, te- I mean, in, in the most technical sense, yes. Yes. Um, two, you're a buddy. Three, I needed to order some product to get it here so that I could get my hands on it and see what it was about. Well, I appreciate it, and I am looking forward to it because, and this is something that I certainly realize about myself, um, and, and, and I've, I am in no way... Harlan Ellison, but I have a, I have a book of quotes from Harlan Ellison, the author called bug fuck. And one of them, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm not bright enough to even remember it correctly is that writers take tours in other people's lives. And so I am fascinated by people who are excited about a thing, regardless of what that thing is. I and see. for you, it's shaving. And if, and if you're somebody that I care about, if shaving and specific shaving supplies are that important to you, then there's something of value in it that I should explore. And I know that sounds weird, but that's certainly my driving influence when I'm doing an interview with somebody is I really want to talk to people who are doing something that I find intriguing or are in an aspect of the world that I'm interested in, you know? And then you climb into their brain. And And then I get to climb into their brain and kind of root around. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I want to do. And, you know, and I, and I sort of learn things through osmosis, but I don't want to necessarily be those people. Right, right. Well, no, you have your own experience to do, but it is, if you can take gems from somebody, not that you're stealing from them, but if you can take little nuggets or whatever from the, their experience, well, then you are richer in your experience, and like, that's a good thing. That's probably well, a great word of it, wisdom. And for sure, now you're right, it is. I, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have stepped on your toes there. No, 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 I just, we'll, we'll have to remember it. I'm too stupid to. Yeah, I I won't. I don't. Okay, well, fuckers, the word of wisdom is take nuggets and add to your own riches. And not Nugget Magazine. Yeah, but that's hot. Okay, go on. What was I talking about? You were talking about climbing into somebody else's brain. Oh, so How clim- you use their experience. Yeah, so basically, yeah. So I, I just, I, I, I enjoy how it enriches my imagination and my mm. ability to tell a better story. It's as if I am getting more tools for the tool chest. Interesting. So yeah. like for me, I feel like I spend most of my time 
outside of my like outside of my own experience. So I'm always in my head, and I'm not so much here now or anything like that. And you're doing things to deaden that as well. Mm. So like you have a few beers, you're fucking not in that same place, or you're a little more dull if you're fucking sitting there scrolling on social media or watching bullshit videos. Like you're not actually engaging in the overall experience. So that's one of those things that like when I get to shave, as stupid as this sounds, it slows you down for a minute, and you actually have to engage. The thing is, it. it doesn't sound stupid at all. It doesn't because for you, at least from my perspective, Mm -hmm. I would describe it as it provides a ritual. It, it provides an opportunity for me to follow a series of steps that let me clear my head. Well, it's, it's more than just doing the series of steps though. It's actually engaging in a moment and like, Oh, so you're present. Yes. And, Okay. As as I'm doing this, like I pick out the shaving cream that I want to use. I pick out the aftershave that I want to use. I pick out a shave brush. I pick out a razor. I take my time with it. I do multiple passes. Like it's something that could take me five minutes. I take twenty minutes with because it's it's about engaging in it. Hmm. So yeah, it it is. An issue of presence. Almost like a, you know, and I don't, I don't want to conflate the two, but like Japanese tea ceremony. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah so it's it, exactly yeah, like that. Very, very ritualized sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I, I just, I hate to call it ritual because it's not all ritual. Like you do, you do a certain series of actions. Yes. And that, I guess that is the ritual part of it, but then there's the selection part of it. And that's, that's the part of it where you're having to be present. I feel like ritual. What do you mean by the selection part? So, like, you pick the cream, you pick the brush, you pick the razor, like, uh, you pick the aftershave. I pick all those things. Oh, out of, so you have a, a selection. Okay. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Well, yeah, because you have that big picture on Facebook. Yeah. And, well, and I know that that's not for everybody. Some people want to shave and just fucking get it over with. Well, that's not how I am with it. It's more of a hobby for me, so... I have to like go through the selection process and I'm like, ooh, what shaving cream do I want to use today? Or shave soap. Uh, ooh, what aftershave should I use? Oh, which razor? Do I want to use a straight razor or a safety razor? Ah, I think I want to use this synthetic brush today because I don't want to wait for my badger hair brush to soak. So it's like this whole engaging experience for me that it shouldn't be, but it is. And I think it's part of being a, a little bit eccentric. Sure. Yeah. I think that's very cool, though, because I think so you have found something that you enjoy putting effort and time into that doesn't hurt anybody that you find enriching. Well, Mm -hmm. that's nothing to feel ashamed or I'm not ashamed. Yeah, I'm sure wear that shit with pride. That's what I say. Well, it's it's so cool. And like when I was like, ah, online store, what should I do? Because I knew I was going to do something online. I, I don't want to work for anybody else anymore. Like I had a year and a half where I didn't. And it was, it was the best year and a half of employment ever. Hmm. Like the best time I had employed for somebody else was working at the fantasy shop when you were running it, when I was working with John perks and so on and so forth. I had a great team around me. It was a beautiful place you're just poor when you work there. Right. Um, so like getting to do my own thing for a year and a half, I was literally fishing one day and I heard transactions happening on my phone and I was like, Oh, that life can be like this. And it was, where I'm fishing 
and making money. When there's effort outside of it, there's the shit that other people don't see. Um, But yeah, like you actually get to go live. You don't have to be in. Oh, fuck. The dogs got out. You don't have to be in some bullshit spot. Avalanche. She's chasing it. Who who let them out? Uh, Well, Otto's inside. Avalanche is out there being a cunt. She's chasing a deer. She'll be back shortly. Oh, okay. Um, it, it, we back up to woods here, which is amazing at nighttime. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, like, you, I don't know. You get to actually, instead of doing some bullshit, like, how much time do you actually spend working while you're at work? Maybe be, maybe half. Maybe even less than that. Well, how many people spend time working to avoid work? What do you mean? You know, you put so much effort not to make an effort. You know, oh. you, you know what I mean? I'm paraphrasing Mark's yeah, yeah, mouse, yeah. but yeah. No, that's fair. But that, I mean, shit, that, that's a lot of people at work. Yeah. And like, what the fuck is the point of that? Like, if I'm only working truly while I'm at my job for two to three hours a day, why the fuck would I want to do that for somebody else? Right. You just have to find I a don't. way to make it lucrative yourself. Yep. How many hours do you spend editing yep. a day? Maybe an hour? No. It, Depends on the episode. No, sure. Uh, but yeah. every day you're not editing. So, no, usually what I will do is spend an entire day mm-hmm. sitting down to doing an edit to doing editing work. So, like I'll say, I'm going to dedicate this day to getting the audio episode of the podcast finished and up. Okay. And then I'll say, okay, I'm going to dedicate this day to filming, editing, and getting up an editorial report. Right. Unless I'm doing something on the fly that I'm just going to upload or do live or whatever. Gotcha. But... Um, yeah, I mean, mostly what I spend time doing is planning and writing. Okay. I don't plan at all. That's my biggest flaw. Ah. Yeah. I, uh, I will start, I just have to do something to get started. Cause if I don't, I won't start anything. Right. So I have to start doing something. And as you're doing something, you're like, oh shit, this needs to get done. So then you start doing that, but you haven't finished what you started in the first place. And then you go on that snowballs a little bit. Now, eventually you get to circle back around and you might finish one or two things, but you've also started seven or eight more things that you didn't initially know that you were going to encounter. So maybe thinking would be good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you went to Gen Con and to keep. And to keep. Yeah. Okay. So my, my, my special is going to be called Gen Con 2021 featuring keep. Like Ooh. like it's like it's a concert billing or a song. Okay, okay. Yeah. Featuring Keep. You should make a fucking poster for it. How funny would that be? Uh, like I a movie poster? Yeah, I don't have enough traction for that. If I did, if I had followers and a Patreon and it was worthwhile, yes. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Bro door. But yeah, so there I I had some great experiences. For example, and I know it's braggy, but you know, and I apologize for that. But so my buddy Pete Petrusha created a game called Rest in Pieces, which mm-hmm. is basically fiasco meets this role-playing game called Dread yeah. with a comedy twist. Um, and I wrote an expansion module for it that was on sale there at Gen Con that I got to demo Pete's game using my module at Gen Con. It was super, super cool. But the other thing, and I'm eternally grateful to Pete, is that he provided me the opportunity to meet other people in the industry. I met, I, I met another great game designer that Pete works with. I met an editor that Pete was singing their praises and a few other people. And I saw some cool stuff. And I even had the opportunity 
to go to a essentially semi-private award ceremony that isn't listed on any of the events that is for industry folk. And that I don't mean to sound braggy because I like totally, totally lucked into it. Now, I'm concerned that I may have made a fool of myself on a number of occasions, but I was at least entertaining. It reminds me of a meme that my friend sent me. It was a picture of somebody and it just said depression and one arrow led to this beautifully lit kingdom of being hilarious. (laughs) And the other one led to this dark, ugly, morbid place that just said ruining the mood. (laughs) So, which again, my friend whom I met with and his special lady friend, she's like, fuck, that's so real, isn't it? And I'm like, right? Like she, she and I were simpatico. We could never have been together because we were too much alike, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I go to this SCOTUS thing and I'm hanging out with some people and some industry folk and I meet this, this, well, I should probably tell you on the way there. Yes. Yes. Um, I had gone to have, I had to have gone to have sushi, sushi and sake by myself. And that's awesome. I, I love sushi. Right. And in fact, the restaurant was really, really busy because it was Gen Con, even though it wasn't as busy as you would normally expect. The waitress is like, hey, okay, you're, this is what you want, yada, yada, yada. I'm sorry, server. The server, this is what you want, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I am, but I'm probably going to eat more. And she goes, we're pretty backed up. You may just want to order it now. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to look like a disgusting glutton. So by the end of it, I'm, you know, my bill is, it's, it's you know, damn near 100 bucks just for me. Oh, between my sushi and all the sake that I crushed. Then I go to this place called the Red Garter, which is a gentleman's club. It's totally dead, but I talked to this delightful young woman who was very, very creepy because she was entirely too young and it was gross. And the bouncer that was there making sure that I didn't get too handsy was her fiance, who was 15 years older than she was. And, 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 and I'm 11 years older than him. Weird. Anyway, right. So I was talking to her about Gen Con and she was like, oh yeah, we're super excited that it's here. All of us have costumes and just really how cool Gen Con is for the The community. community, Now, I did not go back when it was busy because I had other things going on and what have you and it's very expensive. So do crush a couple shots on three bottles of sake and two big shots of bullet rye whiskey. Ooh, is, is this where the scooter comes And I'm in? on, I'm on one of those electric bird scooters, dude. <laughs> Tonight, eat it in front of a large group of, uh, the vernacular is African American youths. Um, and they just thought it was the funniest fucking thing in the world to watch this middle-aged cracker. <laughs> eat it. Dude, and I did. I have a huge goose egg on the side of my head, and I dicked up my shoulder. So, But I was so drunk at the time, I had no idea. Didn't even care. Yeah, so I go to the bar, and I, I run into Pete and talking to some other people, and I end up flirting with this waitress. Sorry, flirting with the server. Server. You can't say, yeah, you can't because the waitress is, is derogatory. Oh, okay, wait, staff? No, server. Okay. Wait staff, I think, is okay. I think that's acceptable. Yeah. Because you're not right. identifying a gender. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, assuming you wait staff. Yes, so anyway, yes, yes, so yes, the yes. server, the server and I are flirting pretty, pretty hardcore. And yada yada yada. And so I get confirmation the next day. I'm talking to a friend and I'm like, hey, was am I was I reading that wrong? And and he's like, Well, I don't think so. I think that she was definitely into you, but you can never really tell. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
she was she was I mean, I don't need to get into describing, you know, why she was attractive, but she had a great charisma, great presence. She was very attractive to me, kind of trashy, tattooed, you know, yada, yada, yada. Any which way. So I go about my Gen Con and I've got maybe an hour to kill before I've got to go to this next thing. So I end up back in that bar on one of those scooters a couple nights later. Yeah. And I go to a bartender who's in this back bar who was just wicked hot, like black, gothy mascara, dyed black hair, bangs, just, I mean, suicide girls like to the nth degree. Okay. And I was like, excuse me, I... I was really rude to this server the other night and I wanted to apologize and I describe her and she's like, Oh, that's so-and-so they're working in that section right around the corner. So I just go sit in their section and wait for her to come over and order a drink. And we're talking and I basically just ask her, I'm like, look, I don't care. It's, I mean, but I'm curious because it really did feed my ego and I have no, <laughs> I have no intention of ever leaving my wife. It's not going to happen. Right. I love her. I've loved her since I was a child. I'm not leaving her. I was just curious if this was just malarkey. And so she got all offended and, you know, threw the word malarkey with quotes back in my face and blah, 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 got all huffy and then wrote down her number on a ticket and tore it off and gave it to me. And so later, the next day, curiosity got the better of me, and I confirmed that it was, in fact, her real number. Mm. Now, I no longer have her number on my phone. I don't have that piece of paper. It's all gone. So the fuck up here. Nothing happened. The fuck up here. Nothing happened. Was returning to the scene of the crime. That's one of those things that you just leave alone. I know. I was being selfish. Oh, 100%. Well, see, here's the thing, Mike. You're at this point now to where you're putting yourself in stupid situations. We can say, I would never blank X, Y, Z. But the fact of the matter is, if you continue to put yourself in those situations, the likelihood that something um, that is less than perfect happens goes up exponentially. Well, and that's, and it's, and you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right that that I was playing with fire. I will not I will not dispute that. <laughs> I was. I was. And it, it was it was all hot and glowy and I oh, looked at oh it my, and I oh felt God. its she warmth. Was, I felt oh. its warmth. Uh she was so I I was super into her. You're smitten. I was. She was so charismatic and just flying around and controlling the room. And you could just tell that it was, you could tell that she had that superficial charisma ability to work a room and be everybody's friend and, and do that thing. Right. And Mm -hmm. so she was so charming that I was like, oh, well, you're just like this with everybody. I'm not special. Malarkey. Yeah. So you told your wife about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. What did she think? So, uh, you know, I, was she pissed? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, here's the thing is that I wanted to talk about it today because we were talking about, you know. (laughs) So you had to clear the air before the podcast because it was going to be made public. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I have a responsibility to my. So here's so here's what happened. So I flirted with this woman quite a bit. 
and you know, I, had I been direct about my intentions, I am confident that you would have the, put the P in the V. I I am confident that, and and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't think so. I don't have a lot of experience women with women, so maybe I am wrong. It's a hundred percent. But any which way, you're fucking Rodor. But you know, she was like in her late twenties, and she had a cute face and these horn room glasses, and her hair was so light brown it was almost red. She had pale skin and she had tattoos, and I was like, "That's the thing I really remembered was that big octopus tattoo on the back of her right thigh." Mm. I was like, "Ah." I love you. Yeah. No, but it wasn't love. It was lust for sure. I broke all seven deadly sins at this over this weekend, over those four days for sure. All seven, man. Lust, wrath, sloth, no pride, vanity, all of them, every single one. <laughs> I did them all. It's, I'm I'm gonna start going back to church. Yeah. But first, <laughs> no, no, it it wasn't like that. It's it's so funny. It's so funny. Like. I'm your friend. That's why I'm saying don't put yourself in those situations. Yeah. That's fucking dumb. Uh, we all do stupid shit sometimes, right. myself included. I'm sure at some point or another I will put myself in a dumb situation just like that. But I hope that you'd be like, hey, that's stupid of you. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the story is so fun, though. I wish I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. You know? Why is that? Uh, um. So... See how sweet my game was? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so here's – okay, here's the thing about you. Brutal honesty. Yeah, That's yeah, what it yeah. is. No, no, so I was <laughs> – I actually – I was telling my friends about this a couple of days ago. I was like, my buddy Mike will walk up to a smoking hot girl and be like, I just want you to know that you were fucking beautiful. And then that's it. And I'm like, it's, it's not something a person does, but he does it. And he's like, I – and if they, depending on their reaction, if they're like, ah, oh, he's like, well, I don't want to fuck you. I'm yeah. married. I just wanted to look at you. Yeah. And I'm explaining this to them, and they're like, he does that for real. I'm like, oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm like, he will tell anybody how attractive he thinks they are. Pete Patricia will tell you that I told a woman who I thought was a man that I'm not into men, <laughs> but I find you attractive. That's a real story that happened from that night that I was also flirting with said server. Yes. No, it's true. I was like, look, I'm not normally into guys. And she's like, I'm not a guy. I was like, Oh wait, well, hold on. No, I know. I, I but any which way. Oh my God, you're an idiot. Yeah, no. How fucked up were you? Uh, well, for me, that was a lot. Mm. I mean, three three large bottles of sake and two big shots back to back. You know, rel in relatives, all of it in relative succession for with one another. Yeah, it was a lot for me. I'm excited for you to come over November six and get all donkeyed up. It depends on what shows I may or may not have to go to. It's a Saturday. I may be out of town for a convention. I'll. Shut the convention down. So I heard, I saw, am I, am I, am I right? Your boy in Bellator, is he getting a shot? Is he getting a yeah, title shot? Julius, yeah. Yeah, that's what He's I thought I saw. Title shot. That's yeah. amazing. I'm super excited for him. What's, um, it's funny. So we have a mutual friend. Mutual friend texted me. He goes, holy shit, we were wrong. So backstory, Julius turned down a last minute fight with a really big name because he's like, 
you don't if you take a last minute fight one you've not been in training camp for it you've not been training for that person and uh, two you can lose and it undoes a bunch of the work that you've done to get to that point uh now here's the other side of that coin there is a fucking built-in excuse because you didn't have a training camp for that person you weren't training specifically for them or for any fight for that matter right you just took it last minute so it's a double-edged sword and we were talking about it me and this mutual friend and he's like man i feel like he should have done it and i i agreed but i'm like i get where he's coming from but yeah i just hope an opportunity doesn't pass him by well patience paid immensely for him because yeah he's getting a title shot and then if he wins the heavyweight Grand Prix, which is what this is a part of, that's a million fucking dollars. Jeebus. Yeah, they're literally going to write the man a check for a million dollars. That's which is amazing. Fucking dope, dude. Well, I, oh, man, and he's wish him the best. he's a fucking sweetheart. No, he's a very, very kind person. Yeah, sweet. He's very sweet. humble. A lot of people in the combat sports, I mean, not all of them, mm-hmm. but many of them that I have, I have seen interviews with or even encountered seem very, like, they're humbled by loss. I don't think... I think when you have weapons that you can use, you don't feel like you have to show them as much. Mm-hmm. Like there's less insecurity there, if that makes uh, sense. I, yeah, no, yeah, because, you have because a confidence. You do have this brutish force about right. you that uh, the likes of which the world has never known. So yeah, and when you're like Julius and you're fucking six foot three and two hundred thirty five pounds, he could kill three people just. He would, he could punch you so hard that your father would die. He's <laughs> so hard. <laughs> like, yeah. he is, he's terrifying. That's ridiculous. You're, you're asinine. I am. I am. Well, okay. What do we got here? Yeah, we got fucking 15 minutes left to kill here. All right. That's exciting. What do you want to talk about? Well, talk okay. about how hot she was. I can continue. Yeah, go on, go on. I can, go con- on. I can, so, so, back to the story. Go on. No, I'm not. Shut up. I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It's disrespectful, though. Everything is. But yeah, no, I did. I did explain to my wife what happened. And we had a couple. We had a very serious conversation yesterday um, about it. I, I didn't get into it with her on Sunday night. She even asked me. She's like, did something. She could tell that I was a little off. She's yeah. like, did, did something happen? I was like, no, nothing happened. But and, I thought about it. Well, the truth was nothing happened. Yeah. Um, but I knew that she was turning in her letter of resignation yesterday, so I didn't want to make a thing about it on Sunday night because she was already nervous about that because she's got a new job, which the I don't know what the clock looks like, but my life here in this area is now on a timer. Oh, wow. Because she got the remote job that she's looking for. Cool. So... I didn't want to put that pressure on her or make her upset. But Mm -hmm. last night, you know, I let her come home from work and relax for a little while and what have you. And then once she was settled in, I was like, hey, you know, last night I didn't lie to you. And, you know, that's not really my thing. But I I may have danced around the truth. Yeah. No, I just what I said, what I said, look, I told you nothing happened. And that's the truth. Nothing happened. However, you know, an opportunity was quite present and. 
and I explained the situation to her and told her, I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm culpable too. I was very flirtatious with her and I definitely reached out and I definitely was interested and what have you. And, but I also, I mean, thank God nothing happened because I would have felt terrible. And she was very open about, she's like, look, if something did happen, I feel like I, I couldn't be mad at you. Hmm. Not to say that I wouldn't be upset, but she's like, I couldn't be mad at you because of what I did. And I was like, but that, I get that. It doesn't seem right. But I also told her, I said, look, you know, I can't lie to you about this shit. I can't. Your, your relationship is so interesting. Yeah. Because I, because I can't, I can't lie about it. And I said, look, a while back, you and I were having a fight and you were crying and you said to me, because I made a joke about having a girlfriend and you told me that you didn't care as long as I came home to you. And like, we never talked about that. And I'm like, we don't talk about that sorts of stuff, but I, I need to know. And I, and I think it's fair of me to ask, even though it's a difficult question that if I slept with somebody else, how much of an impact would that actually be to you? I mean, do you care? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. And I, and I used those words. I said, look, I've been around a lot of, well, I don't want to, Look, I've been around a lot of polyamorous people as of late and people that are in that sort of world. And I'm like, I, I'm a jealous person and you don't seem to be at all. And I'm not asking for a pass, but if you don't care if I fuck other people, I'd like to know. And she's like, she's like, she's like, of course it would hurt me. Of course I care. And I was like, okay, well then if I did fuck up, which I didn't. She's like, I, I believe you. And I'm like, she's like, I'm like, why would you believe me? She's like, I, she's like, I know when you're lying. Huh? I was like, but if I did fuck up, would you rather not know? Or would you rather me? I tell you. And she's like, I, I would rather just not know. And I was like, well, then you're kind of in that spot, aren't you? Because you know, I can't lie to you about it, but you also know I couldn't not tell you. I don't think I don't think anybody would want to not know. I think they would want to not have to deal with the fact that it happened. Right. You know what I mean? You would want to know like if if you're doing something deceptive or to cheat on me or something like that. Right. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I would want to know because I want to know the person that I'm dealing with. Right. Um the part of that that I don't think I would want is the emotional distress that it puts you under. Right. You know, right. Well, the the other issue is, is that I struggled with just not mentioning it to her at all because, you know, you and I have talked about ignorance being bliss. And I mean, even my 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 very own spouse admitted that, you know, if I did have an affair, even a one night stand, she'd rather not know. But I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Um. You were talking about how even if you had an affair, if it was a one-night stand, she would still not want to know because this ignorance is bliss concept that you've boasted yeah, about but, on but the then, show. Yeah, but, but then that, I, that I've boasted about on the show. But, but then I felt like if I was going to talk about this on our show, I needed to talk about it with my wife. But also, if I was unable to or unwilling to talk about it with my wife— well, that in and of itself is its own problem in our relationship. Right, right. So I, I knew I had to bring it up. And I and I knew, I was like, look, I'll give you as much detail of, as you want. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I'm sure you don't want that. You know, if you want to 
you know, if you want me to get into it, I will. You were like wielding a sword. That's what you were doing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like at that point in time, your words were so heavily weaponized and disguised as harmless. <laughs> like the only thing you that could happen. You made me sound evil. No, no, no. The only thing that could happen there is her feelings get hurt. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't, but. I'm not saying that was your intent. I'm saying like, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have done what you did. So saying I will give you as much detail as you want. You're showing somebody that like, hey, there's this whole weapon here. If we play with it, it's probably going to hurt you, but you will have the full experience of this weapon. Right. I don't need to tell you about how adorable she was or about how... How she could work the room. About, you know, her physique or any of that stuff. Or, I mean, I don't... That doesn't do anybody any good, right? What a savage you are. I don't mean to be a savage. Fucking savage. savage. (laughs) God damn. Mean to be. Your penis isn't even as tiny as you've said, is uh, it? I don't mean to be a savage. I'm just saying that I don't. I don't know, man. I just don't want to live lies anymore. No, I don't I think that's I don't, fair. I don't want to live lies anymore. I don't want to be lied to. I don't want to lie. I just don't want to live lies. No, it's shitty. I it's just don't shitty. want to do it. Yeah. And so, you know, if I think that this woman is attractive and I told her and she expressed interest and I took it too far, well, then fucking guilty is charged. Yeah. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to say something lie. that isn't. Yeah. Have you watched The Invention of Lying? I haven't. It's a good movie. I think mm. you would like it. Is that a Ricky Gervais? Yeah. Jennifer Garner? Yes. And uh. that Brad fella, not Pitt. Uh, I think it's Brad. Cooper? No, 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 no. The guy from uh the guy from Parks and Rec that said literally. What was his name? The actor's name. It was literally the best thing I'd ever had. You're talking about Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, thank you. Thank you. I don't know why I thought it was Brad. Because there's a B in Rob, I think. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are you sure you're not high? Yeah, hundred percent, man. Wow, that's my brain's crazy. always firing like that. It oh my sucks. God. Yeah, it's like mm. being so. Out. So then Saturday night of oh, Gen Con, there's more. I had a second scooter accident. So originally, as you can see, I had this the not here over here. Yeah, but if you look, you can see there's a line and then a dark spot. Yeah, in my like eye. a black eye. That's from the second fall. So first fall, I fucked up my shoulder and collarbone. Second fall, I, I fucked up my chest. I have a big bruise here. So it's pretty clear that my head was like that, and the bar went straight down my body. Why in the actual fuck do you break your falls with your head? Um, like the thing that's going for you the most is the thing between your ears, <laughs> and you're trying to fucking destroy it. Well, my left arm would disagree. My left arm, my left shoulder, my left wrist, like pretty much anything, you know, extreme left, extreme left of the, th- of, of my center thorax, I yeah. think would tell you that you should fuck off. And yeah, that- I know, I know it would think that, but then hitting your head twice, like uh, right next to your eye. And didn't you smash a phone into your eye? Like I did. I did. You were trying to destroy your brain. And then you're like, Hey, how many pots can I smoke in? <laughs> it is a challenge. It is a good question on how many pots can I smoke in? And 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 not enough so far is the answer. No, it's just it's it's funny. It's funny. 
Did I tell you the my buddy told me I smoke too much story? No. So we're hanging out with a mutual friend of ours who is a professional yeah. um, in the worlds of the pots. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, dude, have you ever seen the extended edition of the Two Towers where at the end of the Battle of Isengard, Mary and Pip are sitting there and Mary looks at Pip and he says, you smoke too much? He looks at me and he goes, he's like, you smoke too much, Pip? He looks at me and he goes, you smoke too much, Mike. You smoke too much. How would he even say that, though? I don't know. He did. He said, I smoke too much. I was like, wow, I smoke a lot then if you're telling me I smoke too much. Did you tell him maybe you smoke too much? No, you know who I'm talking about. I, I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about, and that's why it's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I know you not high. So, like, what are you talking yeah. about? Oh, do you, oh, that ruins your story. I can't tell you. I can't tell it on the mic. That one's too spicy. Okay, well, here, I'll tell one. So. I think I, we may have talked about... Uh, no, we talked about it outside of the show. We did not talk about it on the show. So I tried an edible for the first time. And basically, what had happened was a friend was like, does anybody want this? And tried to give it to several other friends. And they're like, oh, I ate one already. I ate two. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, fuck it. Let's see what happens. So I explained to everybody. I was like, I don't do well with the marijuanas, so if I start to get shitty, please say I got sick and let me go home. Right. And they're like, yeah, for sure. We'll make sure that happens. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay. Thinking it's like a 10 milligram kind of thing. No big deal. Like that doesn't seem like a crazy dosage to anybody. Um, so No, I'd have to, I sound terrible, but I would have to eat many. Well, it's because you have a tolerance. I don't even <laughs> like weed. So I eat this. Think nothing of it. And then he's like, huh. And I'm like, what? He's like, that was a 600 milligram pack. There were 10 in there. He's like, you ate like 60 milligrams. No, <laughs> my God. No. And I was like, Did you melt? No, I was like, I was like, fuck you. He's like, I ate two. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I'm like, 60 mils, dude. That's huge. Uh, yeah, it's fucked up, right? Um, and I'm like, dude, this is bad. So I'm like, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go along for the ride here. I don't want to get myself all freaked out because then it will be bad. So I'm just going to, we're going to relax. So like 30, 40 minutes goes by and... I could eat edibles again and be totally happy with it because there's no hallucinogenic effect. Um, it was all like body and calming for me. Well, it could also have been strain. No, for sure. For sure. But it was just like this whole, I felt a tingling in the base of my brain. It was almost like when you first start to catch your buzz when you're drinking. That is, that's delightful. I was in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Other Like I didn't feel fucked up whatsoever i did catch myself getting a little wordy a couple of times so i was like okay i have to watch that since i'm under the influence of a substance currently but it was very 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 interesting and i 50 milligrams or 60 or whatever the fuck it was that was bitch dosage 
Wow. It was no, it wasn't. That's hard. That's hardcore. It wasn't bad. Because that the the story that I tell about the patron saint of intoxicants, mm-hmm. Mister Hunter, uh, you know Saint Hunter, you know that was twenty five mils. Really? Yeah, and that that fucked me. Oh. Well, it's also possible that like because if they make this in a batch and like your oil or whatever sinks to the bottom or rises to the surface, I could have got the the well, shitty not, bit of the batch. If it's not, it's not. If if, if it, it's no, it was professional. Oh, then you were fine. Yeah, the, the 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 quality control on that stuff is impeccable. Oh well, yeah. yeah. So it came from a dispensary. Yeah, then you're then you were in oh. great shape. You didn't need same thing. Same thing when I got mine. Gotcha. It was it was it was a very clearly from a dispensary, yeah. professionally made. Not like the uh, rice not crispy like mom's treats. Basement shit. Not like the rice crispy yeah. treats that I used to buy you from know. your buddies. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it was pleasant. Not bad at all. Um, that I would do again. I wouldn't, I don't, I would never, ever, ever fucking take mushrooms. Like, I don't think I could handle that. And oh, I wouldn't, man, man. I wouldn't want anything that would be psychoactive. Like, I can't handle that. So, my, uh, my, my, my buddy who I met in Indy and his special lady friend, I, I, I was talking to them about the, the cocaine. Yeah. And, uh, she explained to me because we were so similar after the course of these, you know, two long-term encounters, she's like, you can't do it. She's like, it's so amazing. It's the, so amazing. She's like, you can't do it. She's like, you'd never stop. And I'm like, okay. Well, you know, what's so funny. So most cocaine right now that's coming into the U S is laced with fentanyl. And it's a big issue. So Ooh. a bunch of people are overdosing on fentanyl and dying. Yuck. Uh, because it's in the cocaine that they're taking. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was uh, I was I read an article about it and then Joe Rogan was talking about it on one of his podcasts recently and I was like, fuck, dude. Uh one of his comedian acquaintances or friends or something like that got some bad fentanyl. Him and two other people got it and fucking died. Jesus. Yeah, so they're fucking blowing rails together and getting dead. It's if it's a chemical substance, like if it doesn't grow, you probably shouldn't fuck with it. I I I feel like that that this is an entirely new episode that's getting ready to start because I have I have really mixed feelings on the subject about this and going down those roads. Okay, and- boys and girls, next week we're going to talk about drugs. <laughs>